Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys my top 10 running backs for the 2020 fantasy football season. Now, these running backs are not going to be locked in place. This is only in April. It is going to be August, September, when you guys are drafting. So make sure you guys click that subscribe button and stay tuned for more videos because these running back rankings are probably going to be updated every single month and closer to the draft that is going to be updated like every single day. So let's get right into this fantasy football 2020 top 10 running backs. Now, this video is based more on PPR or half PPR. If you want more standard rankings, go ahead and leave a comment down below and I will talk to you about what I think about these guys in standard league. So obviously, my number one guy is most likely everyone's number one guy, and that is Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers running back. Now, there is some dispute of, hey, this guy or most guys don't finish as the number one guy at that position back-to-back -back years. Now, I understand that argument, but we're dealing with Christian McCaffrey, the baddest motherfucking running back in fantasy football. This guy is a running back and a wide receiver together as one. And if you're playing half PPR or full PPR, this guy is a absolute dominant guy for your fantasy football team. Running back number one in 2019. 471.2 PPR points. Now, I know that number sounds high. It is high. But how much higher is that than every other running back? 156.4 points more than the second best running back in fantasy football in 2019. 156.4 more points. That's like having a whole new player on your team, but in one player. He's like a two-for-one special. 29.4 PPR points per game in 16 games. Almost 30 PPR points per game. Most teams, two running backs, don't barely touch 30 PPR points per game. And this man is doing it as one whole player. 19 total touchdowns in 2019, first amongst running backs. 1,387 rushing yards, third amongst running backs. 116 receptions on 141 targets. 1,005 receiving yards. This man put up over 2,400 yards, or near 2,400 yards. This guy was a fucking beast. I don't know how anyone could have anyone above him. He just is the complete back for fantasy football. I think that this guy repeats as the number one guy. Now, obviously, the Carolina Panthers have a new coach in Matt Rule. They're saying, oh, we're going to give him slightly less work, this, that, the other thing. Who gives a fuck? Until I see them give him less work, I won't believe it. They said the same thing last year. We're not going to give him as much work. You know what the, he did? He absolutely worked every single defense. He was destroying them, and he's going to do the same thing again. Sure, they move on from Cam Newton and bring in Teddy Throsevelt, Teddy Bridgewater. How much worse or how much better than Cam is Teddy Bridgewater? Not really. Or, or than, not really by that much. And Teddy Bridgewater is better than all those other quarterbacks they had playing QB last year. So I think that, Cam, or that Christian McCaffrey finishes as a top 10 guy again and as the number one guy again. This guy ha is a locked-in top three running back as long as he doesn't get hurt and he doesn't have any injury concerns that would really bother me off of thinking that he's even injury prone at all so Chris McCaffrey lock him in as my number one running back at number two we have Saquon Barkley Saquon Barkley New York Giants running back now to many last year this guy was the number one fantasy running back and he actually did not finish as number one obviously Chris McCaffrey did he didn't even finish inside of the top three top five he was running back number 10 in 2019 244.1 PPR points in 2019 18.8 .8 PPR points per game 13 
13 games. Eight total tutties, 12th amongst running backs, 1,003 rushing yards, 15th amongst running backs, 52 receptions on 73 targets, 438 receiving yards. Now, if this guy played in all 16 games, he probably would have finished inside of the top five running backs. This guy was a beast when he was on the field, and the Giants team wasn't all that great. Their O-line wasn't all that great. Now, in the draft, they go ahead and draft an offensive lineman in Andrew Thomas, I believe. They go ahead and draft the line. They draft some other guys on the line. They are going to be a beast of a team. They Not a beast of a team, but they're going to be a beast of a fantasy production team. Saquon Barkley finishes inside of the top 10 in fantasy last year, right? With a line that's not that good. This year, they upgrade the line. So how could he not get better? We are trusting him as a top two running back, top five running back in 2019 without a good offensive line. Now his line gets better. Danny Dimes should get better, so they should have a more open passing game as long as those guys could stay healthy, and they're not going to be as reliant on the run, or the defense isn't going to think, holy shit, they're just going to run it a million times. 52 receptions on 73 targets. If he gets 70 to 75 targets yet again, he's going to boost your fantasy football output from the uh, passing game, and he's going to get near 500 receiving yards again. I see that happening very easily, maybe going up near the 700 receiving yards mark if he plays a full 16 games. He's going to be around the 20 PPR points per game, maybe even into 25. This guy is a very reliable running back. He is young. He is a great running back. And even on the Giants, a team that I don't think is going to be amazing, he plays in some very easy games against teams with not great defenses. The Redskins defense, while they draft Chase Young, while, hey, they might be better than last year, Saquon Barkley is going to be able to run all over them, not once, but twice. The Eagles defense, slightly better still. Two more games against an easy run defense, an easy defense. And then the Cowboys defense is good, so I won't count that, but he still always maintains some great games against the Cowboys because that's what happens in these in-division games. These guys just play so much better because they know their defense better. Now, Saquon Barkley, while he is not my number one guy, I will not dispute you drafting him at number one. You can do whatever you want, but I think that Christian McCaffrey is my number one guy, and Saquon is number two. He is in the same tier with Christian McCaffrey, while I think Christian McCaffrey is better. Now, the third guy is in that same division, and that is Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys running back. Now, Ezekiel Elliott had a great season last year, finished his RB3, and that's where I got him slotted in yet again this year. 311.7 PPR points in 2019, 19.5 PPR points per game in 16 games, 14 total tutties, 5th amongst running backs, 1,357 rushing yards, 4th amongst running backs, 54 receptions on 71 targets, and 420 receiving yards in 2020. Now, that was obviously a stupid joke, but with that said, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be great yet again in 2020. They get rid of Clapper Man, Mr. Jason Garrett as the coach, and bring in Mike McCarthy. Now, some people may think, hey, they might be more pass-heavy. Even if they are more pass-heavy, Ezekiel Elliott gained that passing experience that he did not previously have in 2018. He was not much of a pass-catching back 2017 when he started off in the league, and then he eventually started getting more and more passing work, and now he's a very complete running back in the NFL and a very complete fantasy football running back. In your fantasy football running back, you're going to want a guy that's catching the ball as well as rushing the ball, even if you're in a standard league. In PPR, it's even better. This guy is going to be seeing a bunch of touches in the game. I understand Tony Pollard behind him is a talented running back, but he is not going to take away from his fantasy football work. He's still going to be getting 65, 70% of the touches on the offense. He is a certified workhorse back 
in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys offense, sure, they draft C.D. Lamb, but they're still going to be running the ball a shit ton. They paid Ezekiel Elliott the big bucks to be that running back, and he was that good running back last year, and I think he's just as good this year in 2020, if not putting up slightly better numbers. This 311.7 PPR points to me is going to be likely where he finishes around this year, so I like that safety in Ezekiel Elliott. At number four, we've got Alvin Kamara, New Orleans Saints running back. Now, in 2019, he had a more down type of year. He didn't put up those numbers that we thought he'd put up, running back nine, but 248.52 PPR points in 2019, 17.8 PPR points per game in 14 games, six total tutties, 26th amongst running backs, 797 rushing yards, 22nd amongst running backs, 81 receptions on 97 targets, and 533 receiving yards. Now, like I said, that wasn't his best season. He had a more down season from the year before, but the situation remains the same. Drew Brees still there. Michael Thomas is still there. They still have pretty much the same whole goddamn team. Latavius Murray is still there, but Latavius Murray is not going to be eating up targets from Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is going to go out there and be a complete back like Christian McCaffrey, like all four of the first guys. He's going to be a guy that's able to get that passing work. He's going to be a guy that gets those rushing yards, and I think that he plays much better than he does in 2019. He obviously ended up getting hurt, and now they bring in Emmanuel Sanders. They have another wide receiver option besides Michael Thomas, so maybe they will be guessing more in the passing game because either it was going to fucking Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas. There was no one else on that team. Emmanuel Sanders helps them with that. I think that the team plays just as well as they did last year, but Alvin Kamara gets a bunch more work on the ground. I think that Alvin Kamara finishes inside the top four, top five yet again. He's my fourth overall running back in 2020, but don't think about his last year as Think about last year as the floor, running back nine. Don't think about it as what he will finish as, okay? Last year, he didn't do that great, but this year, he is going to do much better. But the first three guys, CMC, Zeke, and Chris, and CMC, uh, Saquon, and Zeke as my top three, those guys are in their own tier. This tier is the next tier that begins with Alvin Kamara. I think that those other guys are just so much more elite than Alvin Kamara, but I still think that Alvin Kamara is a great player who can certainly finish inside of my top three. Now, next guy to talk about here is Joe Mixon. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals end up drafting Joe Burrow at the 101. Who would have fucking guessed? Obviously, that was what was going to happen. Now, with Joe Mixon, there is some debate on whether he is going to bounce back after last season or finish around the same spot. Now, he finishes running back number 13 in 2019. 255.4 PPR points, 14 0.1 PPR points per game. He played in all 16 games, 8 total tutties, 12th amongst running backs, 1,138 rushing yards, 8th amongst running backs, 35 receptions on 45 targets, 287 receiving yards. Now, this is not the upper echelon of Joe Mixon that I personally expected. I thought last season he would play much better. The beginning of his season was hard. He did not really do anything, but towards the end of the season, the back half of the season, Joe Mixon turned it on and finished as RB number 13. Now, they get rid of Andy Dalton's not going to be starting quarterback. It's going to be my man, Joe Burrow. They still have some great wide receiver options on that team. They're going to be a team that just looks better than last year. Last year was their first year under coach Zach Taylor. And then towards the back half of the season, you saw they committed to the run game. That offensive line was not very good. And that offensive line dealt with injuries in the offseason. They drafted a offensive lineman last year that we thought would be great. And you know what happened? That guy ended up getting hurt in practice before the season even started because that's just some shit that happens to the Cincinnati Bengals. 
It just is. But now that guy's going to be back and healthy. The line should be better. Joe Mixon should be a better player. He's a guy that gets that pass-catching work. He's a guy that's going to get over 1,000 rushing yards. And with both of those things combined, I think that Joe Mixon has the potential to be a top-five guy. The Cincinnati Bengals should be better. They should be in more scoring opportunities based upon the fact that their quarterback is better. Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback, but they decided to go with Ryan Finley for a couple of games. They were a shit show in Cincinnati last year, and I think they are going to be much, much better this season, and Joe Mixon is going to be carrying the rock a lot for the team, so I like Joe Mixon as a top five RB in that exact same tier as Alvin Kamara. Now, at number six, I have Dalvin Cook running back of the Minnesota Vikings. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, we're about 12 minutes into the video almost or more than halfway into the video so please click that subscribe button down below if you have enjoyed thus far now Dalvin Cook is my number six guy now I know there's going to be some people in the comments with them Twitter fingers saying oh my god Nick you goddamn idiot how could you have Dalvin Cook at running back six if he finished so much better or if he finished at six last year and he got hurt he could be finishing even higher this season Nick you dumb motherfucker you might think that I think Dalvin Cook is an amazing running back I do I see the talent in the guy. He's amazing. But there are still those injury concerns for me. He didn't get hurt last year as much as he did, or he got hurt much earlier the two seasons before. He dealt with that ACL. He came off of it, and he played great this season. I understand last season. He played good. 292.4 PPR points. Amazing. 20 points per game in PPR leagues. Amazing in 14 games. 13 total tutties, 7th amongst running backs. 1,135 receiving yards, 9th amongst running backs. 53 receptions on 63 targets, 519 receiving yards. There's really no one behind Dalvin Cook. Sure, there's Alexander Madison, but he's not going to get that work. He's a workhorse back. If you draft Dalvin Cook, you sure as fuck better draft Alexander Madison because I am still nervous about his injury history. That's why he's number 6. If that wasn't baked in, if you're saying Dalvin Cook plays 16 games, he's top five to me. He just is. He goes above Joe Mixon. But I break down the injury. I think that he may end up not playing a full 16 games. That's been the tale of the guy's fucking career. He hasn't stayed healthy all season. If you think he will, if you believe that, draft him inside the top five, maybe even the top four. He might go above Alvin Kamara if you think he can stay healthy. I personally don't think he does. When he's healthy, though, this guy is absolutely slapping up defenses in the receiving game and in the rushing game. Stefanski left. Stefanski's a very run-heavy coach. He goes to the Browns. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But he's still going to run the ball so many times every single game. Dalvin Cook is a beast. Christian, or not Christian Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins loves to dump the ball off to Dalvin Cook. So that's obviously a bonus. And they ended up bringing in another wide receiver. So they're still going to have these two great wide receivers in Mr. Jefferson and in Mr. Uh, Adam Thielen, who's still there. So I think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to be a great team. Probably still just as good as last season, if not slightly worse, slightly better, around one win difference as last season. I think Dalvin Cook puts up monster numbers, but that injury concerns still very much scare me. So that's why I got him at running back six. If you guys are less scared of that running that injury, like I said, you can rank him slightly higher. So now number seven, we got my man Nick Chubb. Full Chubb is what he gives me when I click that draft button on him. Cleveland Browns. Now, like I said, their coach, offensive coordinator last season, Kevin Stefanski, becomes the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. This is a wet dream for fantasy football uh, analysts. This is a wet dream for your fantasy football team. This guy is going to get the ball 
so many times a game. 20 to 25 times a game, I think. Running back number 8 in 2019, 255.2 PPR points per game. Uh, PPR points in 2019, 16 PPR points per game in 16 games. 8 total tutties, 12th amongst running backs, 1,494 rushing yards, 2nd amongst running backs, 36 receptions on 49 targets, 278 receiving yards. Now, sure, his receptions went slightly down once Kareem Hunt came back, and some people may bake that in. Oh, maybe Kareem's going to get more work. Ah, this, that, and the other thing. This is going to turn into a rushing offense. I know that might be hard to believe when they have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, but Odell Beckham's kind of washed up. Jarvis Landry's still good, but Nick Chubb is going to be getting 20 to 25 touches a game. I really believe that. I think that he is going to destroy defenses. I think the Browns go up from having Freddie Kitchens. They get a better coach in Kevin Stefanski, a run-heavy coach, like I said. He was almost the number one rushing yards, the rushing yard leader in the NFL, the rushing champion, whatever you call it. But it ended up being Derrick Henry because uh, Nick Chubb, they just decided to not really use him in Week 17, whereas Derrick Henry was just plowing through defenses in Week 17. I think that Nick Chubb has the potential to be that number one guy again. He's going to get so many touches, and he's still going to get that receiving work, probably around 40 targets. I understand he got 49 targets last season, but you got to bake in the fact that Kareem Hunt is going to be there and get more touches. But I still think that he's around that 40 target mark, and that is good enough for me. Probably around 30 receptions. He might even get more targets than I perceive because they just love to give it to the running back in that Minnesota system, which is now going to be the Cleveland Browns system. I think that they're a more efficient team in 2020. I think that he could score more touchdowns in 2020, and I think running back 8 is the floor. This guy is a very safe running back. While the Browns aren't the best team in the NFL, Nick Chubb is going to be putting up big boy points in 2020. Now at number eight, we have Derrick Henry. I know we just spoke about him. Tennessee Titans running back. And there are going to be people in the comments yet again, just like with Dalvin Cook, that are disputing me. Nick, you're a dumbass. Nick, you're a dumbass. How do you have Derrick Henry at number eight? I understand there's going to be those disputers. But last year, he flew onto the scene and played fucking amazing, okay? A lot of people believed he would be top 15 last year. I didn't believe in him, all right? And he proved me wrong, and I will not hold a grudge against the guy. He was great on the Tennessee Titans. Running back number five in 2019, 294.6 PPR points in 2019, 19.6 PPR points per game in 15 games, 18 total tutties, third amongst running backs, 1,539 yards, the rushing leader in the NFL, 18 receptions on 24 targets, 206 receiving yards. This guy... We're talking PPR, half PPR. He's not going to get the fucking receptions that you want him to get. He is just not. 24 targets is probably the apex for a guy like Derrick Henry. That guy just has absolute, he has feet for his hands or something. He just can't catch the ball. But with that said, he's going to make up for it in the rushing game. He's going to rush for a zillion touchdowns, a zillion rushing yards. But he doesn't have that receiving yards upside, which helps in PPR leagues. So, Derrick Henry, to me, is going to be a great running back. He's going to be a top 10 running back. I'm just a bit worried they ended up drafting a running back in the draft. I don't think they keep Derrick Henry past last year. Now, this is a redraft, or past this year. This is a redraft video, so we don't bake that in there. But I think that that other guy is going to get some opportunity behind him. I still think Derrick Henry is going to be great, but I'm not going to bet on him being a top five guy again. I just think there's so many talented guys inside of the top five that I just don't see Derrick Henry hitting that again with his not catching ability. He just does not have that catching ability, which pegs him down. I still think Derrick Henry is going to be a great back. I still think that Vrabel is going to call these plays to get the man the ball because you saw in the playoffs, they handed the ball to this guy a zillion times. They made it as far as they did because they could just run it. Run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it, 
up any team's throat. They smacked the Ravens up, and everyone thought the Ravens would win this game. They smacked the Patriots up. They are a good offense, and I think they play great again, but I just don't think that Derrick Henry is a top five guy. Let me know down below in the comments about Mr. Derrick Henry. Now at number nine, this is where we might see some dispute as well. Austin Eckler, number nine, LA Superchargers. The, the Chargers end up bringing in a running back later in the draft who's a guy that I don't think is going to really rival Austin Eckler for targets and receptions. Targets and receptions are the exact same thing, you dumbass. Targets and rushes. Running back number four in 2019, 309 PPR points in 2019, 19.3 PPR points per game, 15 games, 11 total tutties, eighth amongst running backs, 557 rushing yards, 33rd amongst running backs. Sure, that doesn't sound very good, but what does sound good, 92 receptions on 108 targets, 993 receiving yards. Now, he did this shit with Melvin Gordon being there over half the time. Melvin Gordon gets his ass, see you later, to the Denver Broncos. Austin Eckler doesn't have much competition. He's got Justin Jackson and the guy they drafted in the draft. He's still going to get a lot of the touches. He's going to get a lot of the receiving yards. He's going to be a beast. This guy is going to be someone that people are going to think, oh, he can't do it without Melvin Gordon, this, that, and the other thing. He did great without Melvin Gordon. He was on fire without Melvin Gordon. Then Melvin Gordon sent him back, but he still played great with Melvin Gordon. So even if they use these Justin Jackson and the guy they drafted in the draft a lot, who gives a fuck? Because Austin Eckler is still going to be a top 10 guy. Austin Eckler has the upside of being top top three, top four. He finished top four last year with Melvin Gordon. You better fucking believe this guy is going to be underdrafted, undervalued, and he is going to be a beast in 2020. I would happily draft this guy in the first round of my draft. Love him at the beginning of the second round. This guy is going to murder defenses in 2020. I love Austin Eckler. Top nine guy for me. Finally, number 10, Josh Jacobs. Joshua Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Running back number 21 in 2019, 191.6 PPR points, 14.7 PPR points per game. In 15 games, 7 total tutties, 17th amongst running backs, 1,150 rushing yards, 7th amongst running backs, 20 receptions on 27 targets, 166 receiving yards. Now, the Raiders in the draft, they draft Mr. Henry Ruggs. They draft the speedster, and you know what that does for the Josh Jacobs, they also drafted two other wide receivers. They got a whole new receiving core. What that means is they're going to be so worried about Henry Ruggs because of how fucking fast that dude is. That dude will blow a corner out of the water if he's not careful. So they're going to be worried about that, and that's where Josh Jacobs is going to fucking shine. They're going to be so worried about it that Josh Jacobs, they're just going to run it, hand it off, and Jacobs is going to bust through that defense. And they seem to be talking about how Gruden wants to get him more and more work in the passing game. There's other running backs behind him, but those guys are more the pass-catching backs. He's more the running back. The guy who's going to be getting those in-between-the-trenches work, and I think he gets more work in the passing game. I think those 27 targets turn into more like 40 targets, and his receiving yards turn up from 166 to around 250, and that's a boost in PPR. He is going to be getting the same amount of rushing opportunity, just like last year, if not more. I think he scores more than seven touchdowns. I think he could finish inside the top six top five inside of the rushing game. He is that good in the rushing game. I think that the Raiders look better this year, and I think that Josh Jacobs improves off of his amazing rookie season. He was a rookie last year, finished inside the top 21. I think he finishes inside of the top 10 in 2020. So if you guys enjoyed this video, let me know down below in the comments. Click that like button. Click that fucking subscribe button that's on your screen right now because you don't want to miss out on any content. I'm going to be putting out so much content all offseason long, and then during the season, we don't stop either. Multiple videos videos every single day during the season. There's going to be multiple videos every single day during the summer.
summer as well uh, once we get into the more summer months that are more fantasy football friendly. So let me know down below what you thought. Click on one of the other videos on the screen right here. Have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another fantasy football video. Goodbye.